but odds have improved. Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. That's how winning is done. Now get out there and do it. Pulls up three-pointer. Bang! Bang! It's a game at the buzzer. Hi, welcome back. Live in the Prop Swap Studios to The Fix. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. One hour down, two hours to go. It's a Wednesday, and yes, we're all waiting. Whether it be anxiously or whatever way you want to describe it but let's let's talk football all right as the country waits let's talk football let's have some fun here there's a lot of week nine storylines maybe a lot of opportunity uh for us to win some money and i'm bringing back jeff parles he was on he made his debut last week and he did a he did a an above average job we graded him out as a as a c plus so we'll 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 give him an opportunity uh to improve no Jeff was absolutely awesome uh, <laughs> uh host of the parlay cast uh worked with Vizen previous to covid uh been in the industry a long time and as knowledgeable as it comes follow him on twitter at jeff j e f f p a r l e s jeff what's going on man uh, I'll tell you, B plus better than my college GPA, so I'm I'm happy with that. Happy with that. <laughs> Me too. Uh, in the end, I would I would have very happy with a three point three in, in in college. So I'll, I'll take it uh, for a first effort. But uh, it's it's good to be back with you, and it's uh, like you said, a lot of a lot of anxiety uh, right now with uh, everything that's going on with uh, the count uh, in the uh, in the election, and it's uh, a nice uh, nice welcome distraction to talk football with you. Beautiful. Yeah. And, um, you know, real quick, let's let's get your thoughts on NFL week eight and and I'll let you steer it however you want. I just want your thoughts. You know, a quick synopsis of NFL week eight underdogs, 10 and four against the spread. Seven underdogs win outright. Uh, The Titans falling to the Bengals by double digits. The Packers falling to the Vikings. Uh, so a lot of implications as to how we could possibly be betting week nine. So what did you think about week eight? You know, I, I'll, I'll say this. First off, uh, of course, naturally, the first pick I give you, with the first time ever on your show, Ryan, I give you Kansas City laying 20 yep. in, 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 against the Jets last week. And that, in all honesty, uh, as soon as the Jets were just settling for those field goals in the first half, it was, I was pretty confident that we were going to cover that, and we did relative, not relatively easily. But yeah. again, a one a one score cover against the Jets is equivalent to three scores with some teams. So that was a good one. Um, I'm very impressed, very impressed with the Seahawks bouncing back in the fashion that they did. And I know that game tightened at the end, uh, but that game was never close. That game was never really competitive. Uh, and, and Russell Wilson and company look great. DK Metcalf uh, might be the best receiver in football at this point. Uh, the only, only DeAndre Hopkins is ahead of him at this point for Metcalf. He's that good. So he, I was impressed with Seattle's bounce-back ability. I was surprised that Indianapolis hammered Detroit like they did. Me too. And that's a welcome sign for the Colts. Uh, and, and I'll say this. I know we'll touch on Baltimore and Indianapolis this week because that's one of the bigger games in the AFC, especially – with Baltimore losing to Pittsburgh in the fashion that they did. Uh, But Indianapolis with Darius Leonard healthy is a completely different team than without Darius Leonard in the lineup. We have now seen that 
throughout this season. Their bad defensive performances, Cameron Leonard didn't play. They were very opportunistic. Two of those touchdowns were when the game was already decided last week against Detroit. Very impressed with Indianapolis. And then lastly, Pittsburgh. Look, I, I, they're not going undefeated. So, I mean, I know there's numbers out there on them going undefeated. You should probably be getting closer to like 35-40 to 1, and they're giving you 12 to 1 right now, so it's not really even a good number to bet. Uh, but Pittsburgh, look, i, I got to give them a lot of credit. I thought that was a great spot for Baltimore to bounce back, get a win in the division off the bye after Pittsburgh had a big road win the week before in Tennessee. And, look, Pittsburgh didn't play a great game offensively, and they still found a way to get it done. They were opportunistic on defense and turned Jackson over four times. And Pittsburgh is now in that driver's seat to win the AFC North, which, again, with what we've seen with the Ravens so far in this, again, short time this is only year three for lamar jackson but in big games the ravens have, have shrunk they've come up shy uh we saw it in the playoffs the last two years we've seen it against kansas city in the regular season the last two years and in the game really where it all right stabilized the afc north race baltimore loses at home and now pittsburgh again they're a big favorite they're a really nice size favorite right now to win the afc north and they should be because that schedule is not too difficult and the second time around, you get Baltimore at home. Pittsburgh's got a shot at the number one seed in the AFC, and that is something I did not foresee coming into the year. No, me either, especially at, at this extent. And, Jeff, I feel like the Baltimore Ravens, just a comment here, I feel like the Baltimore Ravens are becoming the Milwaukee Bucks of the NFL. They'll, they'll steamroll you in the regular season, <laughs> but when they have to play a game that really matters, it's just like I, I don't know what to think of Lamar Jackson anymore, and maybe that's a little bit dramatic, but I, I, he just can't deliver. He hasn't become that pocket passer, that big game winner yet, and maybe it's he'll get over that hump probably more likely than unlikely, but uh, so far not so good for Lamar. You know, it's actually a pretty interesting comparison you make there because – Look, let's face it, Lamar and Giannis are unicorns in their sports. Yep. They just are. You don't, Giannis, is a, Giannis is the most elastic player there is in basketball, um, obviously, with, with his skill set and just how long and, and everything he does well. Uh, once this three-point shooting and perimeter shooting comes in for Giannis, then the league's really in a lot of trouble. And with Lamar, it's kind of the same way. Once his passing ability, again, it's, it's not like his passing ability is bad. He's still probably a top, a bottom end of the top half of the league passer with just throwing the football. But he's obviously the best rushing quarterback I heck we might have ever seen in the league. The only one who's close is Michael Vick. Um, and we, we need to see the, the one thing we haven't seen with Baltimore, and obviously we brought it up, big games, he struggled. Uh, they have not shown the ability to come from behind and win games when trailing. That just hasn't happened yet in the Lamar Jackson era. Will it come at some point? Of course it will. He's too talented of a player for it not to come at some point. And one other thing with Jackson, too, and I think our – look, Lamar Jackson's a top five NFL quarterback, in, in my opinion. He got a little bit overrated this offseason just because last regular season, Ryan, he legitimately played 12 straight perfect games, yeah. which is basically unheard of in the NFL. No one does that. Mahomes doesn't do it. Brady didn't do it when he was at his peak. Peyton wouldn't do that at his peak even. Lamar played 12 straight perfect games. It's just really hard to replicate that. And Lamar regressing uh, doesn't mean that Lamar Jackson is bad or anything. It just means that Lamar Jackson isn't the best player in the NFL from what he was a year ago, which 
again, Patrick Mahomes is better. Russell Wilson is better. And you know what? Baltimore still should be good enough to overcome Lamar Jackson being the fifth-best quarterback in the NFL as opposed to the best or the second-best. So, look, it's not just Lamar. It's the whole team. That defense, when Pittsburgh had to have it in that game on Sunday, they got it. Yeah, and the Pittsburgh Steelers look like uh, a tough out, but like you said, they ain't going undefeated. Um, so let's, no way. yeah, no way. Let's transition to to NFL Week Nine, and there's a game tomorrow. We think the hypocrisy of the NFL if this game goes off. I hope it does, um, but they have some significant guys here testing positive for COVID nineteen. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, left tackle Trent Williams, uh, another wide receiver Kendrick Bourne. But as of now, Jeff. The game is a go, and as of now, the Packers on the road in San Francisco, seven-and-a-half-point favorites. What do you like here for tomorrow? They should not be playing this game tomorrow. No. I'm just going to say that right out of the gate. They should not be playing this game tomorrow. Trent Taylor is the only healthy wide receiver on the roster for San Francisco. George Kittle's already hurt, so you're already down him. We don't know if Jordan Reed's coming back tomorrow or not off of IR. Um, so we could be legitimately looking at uh, Jarek McKinnon, Jermichael Hasty, Trent Taylor, Ross Dwelly as the top four skill position players for the Niners tomorrow. Oh. That's not good. No. That's not good. <laughs> and also, by the way, Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to play either, obviously, with that high ankle sprain. They may knock him out the rest of the season. So we're with the backup quarterback in Nick Mullins. Um, and also, uh, the starting line Williams is not playing either. Uh, the starting left tackle, Trent Williams, obviously all-world left tackle. So, uh, I look, I don't get why they're playing this game. The Packers, again, they have their issues too. They have no running backs. Dexter Williams is going to be the number one running back, um, which I will say, if they play this game, I would not Dexter Williams. Tyler Irvin props are going to be interesting because he's not really a traditional running back, but he's by far the most skilled guy that they have at that position left. So it'll be interesting to see if those props – don't correct themselves as enough. That might be the angle I look at. Look, I don't want to lay seven with Green Bay on the road, even with all that issue, with all those issues for the Niners, just because what we saw in this matchup last year. Yeah, played twice. San Francisco destroyed them both times. I know the Niners are not the same team. They're not even remotely close to that. But for whatever reason, last year the Packers couldn't move the ball in either game. Both of those games are absolute destructions. And even with all the injuries for San Francisco's defense, they may have a shot to slow down Green Bay with no running backs and no traditional run game. Uh, so, look, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to bet this uh, in the tradi- traditional sense. I'm going to look at, at, uh, at Irvin props, uh, Tyler Irvin props uh, tomorrow and see what they are at about probably about 2 o'clock in the afternoon and, uh, and go from there. I just want to see what those are. Those are the only things I'm really interested in. Uh, we'll we'll read those props. And, Ryan, I wouldn't be shocked if by the time we wake up tomorrow at like 9 in the morning, that game is axed. Wouldn't yeah. be shocked by that. I, I don't know how, and, and I don't want to get into this too much because while I have you, I, I want to squeeze all of your intelligence out for multiple games here. But <laughs> they, they've canceled or rescheduled, I should say. I'm sorry. They've rescheduled multiple games in better circumstances. I don't know how they can say, yeah, go out there, you're good, <laughs> and play this game tomorrow night. I don't know how we don't get that announcement tomorrow by noon Eastern. Yeah, I, look, uh, I, 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 I'm surprised it already hasn't happened. And, and yeah. look, I know there's TV contracts with Fox that they've already 
Look, Fox already lost one of their lost that Buffalo Kansas City game, which on paper might be one of their best Thursday night games of the entire year. This is again a good draw on a Thursday night when there are going to be a lot of people looking for a distraction still if the election hasn't been called by tomorrow night. So I understand why the league wants this game to be played tomorrow, but it just makes no logical sense to make the 49ers play with one wide receiver. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna stay loose. They might be calling me up to uh, to catch some <laughs> balls tomorrow. All right, let's let's transition to Sunday, baby. And we have I want to touch on this game, the Bears on the road against the Tennessee Titans. And what's up with the Titans? The Titans now six point favorites at home, a bad loss to the Bengals. And I didn't hate the loss to Pittsburgh. That was their third game in twelve days, uh, and they dominated the second half. Surprising loss against Cincinnati. Do they bounce back and win against Chicago and, more importantly, cover, or is there opportunity with the Bears? You know, I, I think this number is uh, at six right now, down from an opener of six and a half. It's probably right. Uh, the one thing, though, with Tennessee, and, and this is since they've come back from the COVID issues, they destroyed Buffalo. In, on a Tuesday night game when, let's face it, at some point the Bills were going to have a regress, and it came in one night, and it was an absolute beatdown. But other than that, Houston, Houston game, they should have lost to Houston at home. Houston's a bad football team. They lose to Pittsburgh in a game they really didn't play well in, uh, even though that tightened at the end and they had a chance to tie the game and force overtime, and Guskowski made that kick. And then Sunday... Uh, and look, I thought Tennessee was one of the better plays of the week on those early numbers. I, I thought that, that Cincinnati's offensive line is crushed. Uh, Carlos Dunlap was out of, was traded to Seattle at that point. The defense had had other people injured as well. And the Titans, it was a good get-right spot for Tennessee's defense against, again, Joe Burrow had been better than expected, but it's still a rookie quarterback. you got to get right in that spot. And Cincinnati was a better team the entire game. They just were, and that was a, a really bad loss for the Titans. But in this one, here's the problem. I don't want to lay six with Tennessee, even though I do not think Nick Foles is trustworthy at all at this point of his career. I, I think Matt Nagy is a bottom five to seven head coach in the league. He's a joke. Um, that's the, he, he's, not a, he's a bad coach. He yeah. just is. Even the, But with all that said, the Bears are still in the thick of the playoff chase in the NFC, and they – very, if Foles wasn't horrible in that game last week against New Orleans, they'd probably win that game, as ridiculous as that is. So, I look, I'm going to stay off on that that game. The only thing I'm intrigued with, I want to see if that total, which, again, has gone up from 46 at the opener to 46.5, I want to see where that lands. I want to see if we can come back at all. I don't think we will. Because Tennessee games should be bet over because that defense isn't great and their offense is good. But if you're giving me something that's less than a 48, I'm going to take a hard look at the over, even with the issues of the Bears' offense, just because Tennessee, good offense, bad defense, recipe for points. I like it. All right, Seattle now, and this is an interesting one, on the road taking on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, opened around one, one and a half. Seattle now favored by three, the betting public from what i see heavy on seattle about 67 percent of the bets going to hashtag let russ cook and the seahawks 
What do you think about this game, Jeff? This is another it's another tough one. I personally, I like Seattle. I just don't think Buffalo can keep up with them, but don't love this game overall. I, I can stay off here uh, because I don't think Buffalo's defense will be able to slow Seattle's offense. That's the big issue here. I don't, yeah. and and as, and even though Buffalo's offense is improved, I don't think they can score with Seattle, especially with Seattle's defense getting likely getting Jamal Adams back again. A, Jamal Adams, uh, uh, not really a uh, a pass defender, but look, he's had success against Josh Allen in the past of forcing turnovers, especially in the way of fumbles with Allen in the past in this time uh, with the Jets. Uh, but but this is a tricky spot for Seattle because you're going east. You're playing. Uh, you're play, again. It's it, it's a shame that we can't have fans at the stands, but for obviously reasons we we can't. Um, and, and that environment's going to be a lot different. If that was uh, in front of Bills Mafia, I would be inclined to look at Buffalo here, but um, I, I'm going to stay off. I'm going to stay off just because Seattle is the better team. Their offense, I do not think, will be slowed down by Buffalo's defense, and I just don't trust Josh Allen to keep up, but. At three, I could see this game land at 27-24. So I don't like this game at all. Uh, this may be an in-game opportunity, um, especially if we get a slow start here, Ryan, mm. uh, and the teams are moving the ball and setting them for field goals. This may be an in-game over scenario because at some point, Seattle will have an explosion in this game uh, just because Buffalo's defense, let's face it, is just not that good. No, they're not. Uh, and I like the, the in-game angle there as well. All right. Baltimore Ravens, we talked about them just a few minutes ago. Let's go to that matchup, taking on the Colts. And you just discussed the Colts. Colts getting three against Baltimore. I'm not as sold on Indy as much as you are. Like, I acknowledge that they're a good team now. I just don't trust Phillip Rivers, Jeff. And I don't know what to make of Lamar Jackson either with this game. Uh, Are you more confident than I am? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I am I am on this one. Uh, Indianapolis is one of my better plays in the week. I actually locked in at plus 140 money line uh, earlier this week on the Colts. And, I, I, look, I've said this in other spots. I said it on my podcast. I am fully prepared to lose this game because we get a Phillip River special in the wrong way. <laughs> um, that's, that's the path for Baltimore in this game. They are an opportunistic defense. We know Marcus Peters is probably the most opportunistic corner at all football. That's why he gets burned at times, because he's going for turnovers, create turnovers. And with Rivers, that can absolutely happen. But here's the thing in this game. Indianapolis defense, Indianapolis's defense with Leonard in has the speed to match up with the way Baltimore plays offense. They can slow down Jackson and that elite run game. Again, we're not sure Mark Ingram is going to go, but in all honesty, Mark Ingram might be the third best running back on that on that team at this point, uh, with Dobbins and Edwards there. But regardless, whoever's playing running back, I think they have enough speed on defense to at least contain that running game. And we saw last week, once you make Lamar beat him with his, your with his arm, you have a chance. So I like Indianapolis. I think their defense is going to do enough. Again, as I said, the way this gets torpedoed and Baltimore goes into Indian wins is if we get a Phillip Rivers special which at this point in his career is always in play. Panthers taking on the Chiefs. And the Panthers are interesting right now to me. Getting double digits opened at 10 on FanDuel right now and DraftKings as well. Ten and a half points in favor, of course, of the Kansas City Chiefs. Total at 52 and a half after opening at 50 and a half. 
do you like Carolina with the big number, or does Kansas City find a way to cover this? Uh, I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to bet this game pre-flop. In all honesty, Ryan, I'm, I'm yeah. going to stay off. Uh, the only way that again, you're starting, you're starting to see a little bit of eleven in some spots out west. Uh, well, actually, Will Hill uh, here also has eleven. But uh, look, at, I, I just don't like betting against Patrick Mahomes, even if I'm getting double-digit points. And mm-hmm. look, we saw a pretty poor performance from Carolina on Thursday night, all things considered. Uh, you got to find a way to win that game at home against the Falcons, and and they just didn't. And Atlanta really stopped themselves more than Carolina stopped them. And if the Falcons are moving the ball at will against you, what is Patrick Mahomes going to do? And Kansas City's offense, even though, again, this is just so odd coming off a game where Mahomes threw five touchdown passes to say this, but Kansas City's offense has not really clicked since that week three game against Baltimore. And at some point, that's going to come. And this could be a very bad scenario for Carolina if Kansas City's offense finds themselves. So I'm going to stay off. Uh, This is also probably another one of those, if you get a slow start, bang it over. Uh, Because Carolina's offense is good enough to move the ball against Kansas City. And their defense is not good enough to hold up for a full four a, a full four quarters against Kansas City's offense. So that would be the angle I look at. You get to start banging this thing over. Two more for you, Jeff, before we let you go. Two a time. Welcome to the NFL as a starter, and now the Dolphins this week taking on the Arizona Cardinals, who have been five and two against the spread this year. Right around four, four and a half right now, depending on where you look. Cardinals the favorite at home. What do you see here? Uh, with, with Miami, with, with their performance last week, that was a very fluky result because Miami averaged three yards a play and scored 28 points. Why did they do that? Jared Goff put together quite possibly the, the worst first half I've seen from a quarterback all year. The only one that was close, Jimmy Garoppolo against these Miami Dolphins. So if Miami's going to win this game in – in Arizona, that defense is going to have to keep showing up like they have the last three weeks. They've been great their last three games. Granted, the middle game was against the Jets with Joe Flacco, which I'm not too certain that uh, that, 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 uh, that that high school teams in the area could slow down Joe Flacco as led Jet offense at this point. Right. That, that could be in play. But, look, I, I like Arizona, though, in this spot. The way Miami hangs in is if their defense turns Kyler Murray over – they may do that once. I don't think they're going to do it multiple times. And Arizona, again, the last time we saw them was a dramatic come from behind win on Sunday night against Seattle. They are very much aided by the fact that they had a bye week last week because this would have been a, okay, how do they handle success scenario if they went right into a game like this? Now you had a week off. All right, let's move forward. We should be a playoff team at this point. The NFC West is actually possible for Arizona. It would now with that win over Seattle and the win earlier in the year in Santa Clara against the Niners. Take care of business. Don't turn the ball over. Make the rookie two have a mistake or two. I mean again, Tua two didn't do much of anything and that win on Sunday against LA. Uh but just don't do what the Rams do did or the Niners did and turn the ball over like crazy like they did against Miami and Arizona should be fine here. So I, I would lay with the Cardinals. That would be the only thing I would do. Uh, it's a low total of 48 uh, for, uh, for a Cardinal game, but I just don't trust Miami to actually go over that in pre-flop. But, uh, again, that's another one. If Miami's moving the ball and settling for three 
Arizona will get theirs at some point. That may be, again, another one. So start banging it over if the teams are moving the ball. A.B. making his return Sunday night. Tampa Bay at home. Drew Brees and the Saints come into town, and they've been not Drew Breesy in the Saintsy this year, that's for sure. Uh, Bucks favored by four and a half. What type of impact does A.B. make? You know, uh, I, I don't know because yeah. uh, we don't know what, how many snaps he's going to play. Uh, it could be uh, Arians did a great job of telling us absolutely nothing earlier this uh, <laughs> or, or yesterday. I think again, I can't can't keep track of the days at this point. They all merge together. Uh, but uh, but I mean, we learned nothing. It could be ten snaps. It could be thirty snaps for Brown. And obviously, the more he plays, the bigger impact he's going to have. And and. I'm curious to see what his impact has on Mike Evans' usage going forward because Evans had, again, Evans has a touchdown in all but one game so far this year, but his yard total is down from what it's been. Um, So I'm very interested to see what Evans' usage is going forward for the game as a whole. Uh, This number is correct to me. I think it was, I, I had four and a half, five seems right, too. I just don't think New Orleans is that good. Uh, Their defense has issues. Uh, Drew Brees is just, hey, look, Drew Brees is probably in his last season in the league. This is what happens to guys in their last season in the league. I mean, again, I know Peyton won a, won a Super Bowl in his last year, but if, if people remember correctly, Peyton Manning was the second-worst quarterback in the NFL that year, but that defense carried him to the Super Bowl 50 crown. So, I look, this is just what guys are at the end of their careers. And, again, Tom Brady, 43, doesn't matter. Seems locked in right now, even even though that performance from the Bucks as a whole on Monday against the Giants was not good. But I think that was a, a look-ahead spot, a sleepwalk on a prime time in a game with no fans in the stands at all in that life. And a Giant team has been playing a little bit better. But uh, in the end, I like Tampa here. I would lay, I would lay the points. Uh, that's been a total that's gone down by three points. I don't know if I quite get that because Tampa's offense is really good. And they will move the ball against New Orleans after again. Remember that first go around wasn't like New Orleans wasn't like New Orleans did that much on offense, but their defense scored. I would expect both teams to be better on offense than they were the first go around, and that game went over too in New Orleans the first game. So I think an over here makes sense, especially with it going down in total to fifty one, fifty one and a half. And I like Tampa to win by a touchdown, so I'd lay the point. Jeff Parles, follow him on Twitter at J E F F. Parles, P-A-R-L-E-S, host of the Parlay Cast, executive producer of content with Book It HQ. Jeff, before I let you go, just give me your bet of the week. What's one game that you're hammering you love opportunity-wise? I like the Vegas Raiders on the road <laughs> at L.A. Uh, I, 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 again, this is... I'm with you. The, the Vegas... The Vegas Raiders and 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 the Cowboys were my two biggest misses this year, uh, preseason. Uh, Cowboys, I thought were going to be. I thought the Cowboys were going to make the Super Bowl. Boy, was that wrong! I did not evaluate Mike McCarthy right. That's for sure. And obviously, Dak's injury changes everything for them. For Las Vegas, I thought the Raiders were going to be a five and eleven team. I was wrong. John Gruden has done a really good job. And look, I, I, this open three. It's a pick right now. I, I still think it's good because it, it, what the Chargers have now done these last four weeks, where they have blown a 16-point lead in all four of their games, lost three of them, lost on in really just unfathomable fashion at Denver. I don't know how you come back from that. The only concern with Vegas is they're coming off a big win of their own. 
in Cleveland, a big win, an important win for playoff positioning, potentially for the Raiders. But I think they're just better. And in the end, if the Chargers have to make a play at the end of the game, they won't do it. So I, I like Las Vegas uh, picks. That will probably be my uh, – that and Indianapolis money line will probably be my two best plays of the week. And also, too, Ryan, I know uh, you've been tweeting about uh, the divisional race in the NFC East. Yes. I, I, I don't think that price is – steep enough yet on Washington. I, I know DraftKings is dishing a boost tonight, a plus 425 on Washington football team. That price should be more because I, 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 the yeah. Eagles having the hammer of having that game week 17 in Philadelphia. I know it was bad on Sunday in a win against Dallas. I know it was bad on Sunday, or excuse me, the previous Thursday against the Giants at home. But I, I, that price on Washington, to me, should be closer to 6-1 six, six to one plus 650 to win that division. So, um, again, I'm not saying bet the Eagles right now at a minus price. Don't do that. But uh, <laughs> that's something that I, I'm going to monitor over the next few weeks. Uh, and, of course, that could be completely dead if the Giants go to Washington to win, which I don't think is going to happen. I think Washington is going to win that game. But I don't want to be laying three with Washington football team. But that was something at least that, that stood out and looking through uh, just the prep tonight and seeing what you've been saying, Ryan, and also just uh, going yeah, through those it. futures odds as well. I love it, and and we're in the Prop Swap studios. So guess what? If you go on Prop Swap, you can potentially find a Washington football team ticket at six to one or higher to win the NFC. So there you go. Yeah, I, I would hope. Uh, I would imagine, uh, of course, uh, Ian and the boys at Prop Swap do right. an incredible job. But uh, but uh, again, I would imagine that at some point in the near future, yeah, Washington football team tickets that were ten to one, eleven to one, twelve to one at the beginning of the season, fifteen to one after. Uh, after they were one and two, I, I, there are there are going to be tickets like that as this season goes along. I, I will say that. Love it, love it. Great insight from Jeff. Uh, we ran a little bit late, but I don't mind as long as Jeff doesn't <laughs> mind. You, you're you're great. I always love talking to you, man. Best of luck this weekend. Uh, Raiders and Colts were two of your favorites, and uh, we'll try and catch up next week and see how you did. All right. Awesome, Ryan. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Go get some sleep. <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> All right, there he is, uh, Jeff Parle.